Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This is the Charlie Epps Golf Hour on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Powered by Insperity. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with Bill Harmon and the golf doctor himself, Charlie Epps. Here's Alex Gold. I hit it hard, man. And good Saturday morning. Those of you listening across the country on our affiliates online and, of course, on the SB Nation radio app. Charlie Epps in the studio with me here in Houston. Bill Harmon's going to join us from California out on the phone in the next segment. And this time next week, Charlie, we will be a couple rounds in to the U.S. Open. Exactly right. We're going from the Canadian Open to the U.S. Open. The Canadian Open is is being, you know, played up in, in Canada, of course. Scores are low, uh, but uh, everybody's pointing towards the U.S. Open. And my question is, who's going to be the next Angel Cabrera to win the Open? The Open, or the U.S. Open, excuse me. You know, he won it uh, 2009, came out of nowhere. The first uh, golfer from South America to to win uh, the the U.S. Open. So uh, there's plenty of guys that can do that. Michael Campbell, this is a little before your time, the New Zealand uh, golfer, he won it. So there's always a surprise. We're always picking the favorites. Sure. And uh, I guess the question begs is, can it be done back-to-back-to-back? Bruce Kepka, can he win? Um, anyways, yeah, there's, there's plenty of storylines Heading into to Pebble, whether it is, as you brought up, can, can Kepka continue this unbelievable run? Already has won four out of the last eight majors. Can he make it five out of the last nine? And yeah, is, is this a year at Pebble where we see someone come out of nowhere and win it? And then there's always Tiger, right? And can Tiger contend at Pebble? And what he did at the Memorial this past week and the top ten finish for him, is that enough to, to build some momentum? You'll hear from Tiger Woods coming up in the next segment as well. So we got a ton to get into. We'll do our draft. We'll see uh, as we do it throughout these majors and have some fun with that where we each select a team of four golfers and see how we, we fare a little bit later on in the week. The U.S. Women's Open wrapped up, and Hank Haney opened his mouth again and uh, got himself, I think, in some more hot water. So we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that and uh, take a look at some of the pairings in tee times out there. So we'll talk. Bill Harmon joining us next on the Charlie Epps Golf Hour. This is the Charlie Epps Golf Hour on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Powered by Insperity. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with Bill Harmon and the golf doctor himself, Charlie Epps. Here's Alex Gold. We're off and running this morning on the Charlie Epps Golf Hour. Bill Harmon now joins us as well on the phone. So we say good morning to Bill. What's going on? 
Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? You know, Bill, I'm so psyched about golf. More than normal? Well, the U.S. Open at, at Pebble Beach is kind of special, and it's shaping up to be, you know, like we said earlier, there's many storylines. But, Bill, you know, every now and then a surprise pops up. We're always picking the, you know, the favorites and all that, but... 2009, uh, 2007, a guy named Angel Cabrera, poor kid from uh, South America, won. You see anybody on the uh, on the horizon that could could uh, do what Angel did in 2007? Well, and I think also, uh, you know, Graham McDowell was a little bit of a, a yes. winner. I think at the U.S. Open at um, at Pebble Beach. I think that's a very good question, Charlie, because there's so many you know, uh, good young players right now. Uh, I don't really see anybody that seems to be trending, you know, any, any of the, uh, let's say the second tier players that are trending, uh, unbelievably good. I think one thing about Pebble, uh, although long hitters have won there, Charlie, I don't really think it's a bomber's course per se. There's a lot of, uh, short holes, in fact, I don't even think it's a hard course unless they trick it up. So um, I don't really know who, who to say about the Open. Um, I think Kuchar's got a chance. He's playing good this week. Um, Webb Simpson's won in Northern California at a U.S. Open if you're looking for some different names. But uh, I suspect that uh, one of the superstars will probably shine there at, uh, at Pebble Beach. And I also think it's a, it's a course that they've all played so much and they know it so well. And, uh, Charlie, you, you and I have been out there together. You had me out there playing in an outing and I caddied in a bunch of tournaments at Pebble Beach. I thought there may be the hardest set of greens to read I've, I've ever been on. There's a lot of putts there that, uh, you're never sure of and you'll put it on the left edge and it'll go left and you say, all right, I'll put it on the right edge now and then it goes right. And so I think the people that have played there a lot uh, will have an advantage. That's my, that's just my hunch. Well, in the recent uh, preview of the golf week, uh, they have a little, little note in there that Jack Nicklaus, uh, he, he credits his caddy uh, to ha- to taught, who taught him how to read the greens at Pebble Beach. And uh, I never thought you could uh, read those read the greens because of the poana and the ball jumped here there and yonder uh the the last uh w- one of the victories was tom kite's u.s open victory yeah and that sunday really turned out to be quite challenging because of the weather see the being on the pacific ocean in the summer that that cove where pebble beach is can really turn the weather can really turn the wind can get up and if they have the 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 greens at a speed uh it can get really dicey but uh the guy that turned everybody's head was tiger woods when he won by 12 shots yeah and i think uh the the open that you alluded to with kite and the one with tiger the course got a little bit I'm not going to say out of control, but they had to really, really trick it up with deep, rough, narrow fairways, and then things played hard and fast. And so if that course doesn't play hard and fast, you might have the lowest open score 
Because as you know, Charlie, in the modern day, player will have wedges in their hands almost all day at Pebble Beach. They've actually made the golf course too pretty. When I first played it, um, it was a, a Lynx golf course. It wasn't maintained the way it is today. Today, there's not a blade of grass out of position. Uh, the the Back in the 60s and 70s, uh, they didn't water it too much. The California uh, weather was what controlled the, the way the golf course played. So uh, we'll see. Uh, uh, it's going to be well, fun. I, I'm looking. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm looking at the weather forecast and uh, for next week, and it's basically high 50s and low 60s. So it will be kind of cool. Just a matter of the wind blows and the and but there's no rain in the forecast, which they will love because if the course plays hard and fast, uh, Charlie and Alex, I really think the only way to to slow these guys down or, or tight fairways with rough, but more importantly, hard, fast greens. When the players can't control exactly where the ball is going to stop, that's when the game becomes much harder for them because I, I don't think nowadays you can make a course too long for them. Do you think, Charlie? No, no, not at all, especially uh, Pebble Beach. They're, 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 there's a situation they're they're locked by the ocean and, and the golf course that was built in the 20s. So uh, it's it is what it is, and uh, I can remember I had my daughter's wedding out there. Oh wow! And and it was the same weekend as the U.S. Open, uh, of course. And we we uh, they had weather, but all of a sudden in the afternoon the sun came out and it was beautiful. Stillwater Bay was was really something else. So uh, it's going to be fun. Our National Open and the USGA is really under the heat. Last year, they they let Shinnecock get away from them. Uh, they've been criticized a lot. Just ask Hank Haney. <laughs> Hank Haney was really critical. Yeah, we'll, we'll get uh, into some of his updated comments, too, uh, yes. in regards to what, what occurred last week. It's the Charlie Epps Golf Hour here on SB Nation Radio. We'll talk plenty more U.S. Open. Don't worry, we'll get more into that. We'll get some of the, the pairings that intrigue us as the tee times were announced just a few days ago. And plenty of those storylines. Brooks Kepka, can he make it five of the last nine majors and we'll look at some of the odds yeah phil mickelson uh bill you know you phil mickelson five victories at pebble but is looking for that that u.s open victory a lot of people feel like this is his last maybe best chance uh to, to win a u.s open so we'll get into that and plenty more uh, in just a little bit but coming up next we'll wrap up what occurred at the memorial in a couple top 10 finishes that i think are very notable and that could maybe bring some momentum for those guys heading into the u.s open and the canadian open you brought up matt kuchar already we'll take a look at that it's the charlie epps golf hour here on SB Nation radio You're listening to the Charlie Epps Golf Hour on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Powered by Insperity. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with Bill Harmon and the golf doctor himself, Charlie Epps. Here's Alex Gold. And our friends over at Insperity making this show possible each and every Saturday morning. And the reason why is they are so good at what they do. 1986, Paul Cervati had an idea and developed it in 
few years later, here we are. There are 3,000 people that love working for Insperity. And when you have a company that big and people love working for you, you know that they're going to turn out good products. And if you have a small business and you want help with your uh you know, the minutiae of, of business, all the government re- relations, your IT, but, you know, human resources, they can bring bring their team in and, and help you with insurance. They can do that. And then also expand your horizons. So Insperity, a company that's proven itself to be one of the leading companies in the United States helping small business, Give them a shout. Give them a chance. Log on to Insperity.com. Give them a call. And I guarantee you, it will put more money in your pocket. So Insperity, a great, great business to do business with. Alex Gold here along with Charlie Epps and Bill Harmon. And let's go back to last weekend for a second at the Memorial. We saw a 19 under the winning score there with Patrick Cantley winning Memorial, of course, uh, Arnold, or excuse me, Jack's tournament. Um, and when you look at the top 10, that's what I think is more interesting, maybe going forward, guys, and, and seeing Spieth with another top 10 finish, and Tiger finishes tied for ninth, the top 10 finish as well. Do, do you think spe- specifically with Jordan Spieth that this all is kind of building up even more? I know we've kind of talked a lot about him recently, but with, with Pebble Beach and playing better than he has in the last year and a half? Yeah, I think uh, he hit a lot of good shots at uh, Memorial. He seemed a little fresher than he did at Beth Page. Uh, once again, uh, as Charlie and I know that you know he knows Pebble Beach like the back of his hand. We, as you recall, we said at the start of the year this was his year to to maybe win a major because of the the venues that he knows so well. So uh, I thought it was a a banner chance for a banner year for him to win another major. Now he's got a chance to win another one. Um, I wouldn't count Tiger out one bit. Charlie seems to have toned down his driver's swing a little bit too, and he's back to a little bit being more interested in putting it in play. Tempo, timing, and rhythm, something that uh, the modern-day teachers have forgotten about, and Tiger has, has proven how important it is to be able to, to control you, and you can play a lot of good golf swinging the club at 110 miles an hour instead of 120. Uh, I, I think the, the proof of that is Phil Mickelson. He, he's gone, he's carrying two drivers. He's trying to hit everything 340 yards. You think he can tone it down and, and get his grand slam because that the door's about to slam on his, uh, you know, chance to win the U.S. Open, which would allow him to be one of the, the seventh player to win the Grand Slam in golf. Well, once again, if you go through the course at uh, Pebble, you know, you only need a driver, I think, three times on the front nine and two or three times on the back nine. So I don't think length is, <clears throat> I don't think that's going to be, a, it shouldn't be a priority for Phil. I did see a video of him hitting chip shots at Pebble last week, and he he joked about how he he may have led the, the tournament in driving distance at the Memorial, but he wasn't there on the weekend to uh, <laughs> to test it some more. So yeah, I think he joked a little bit with himself uh, about trying to drive it farther. Uh, but as you know, Charlie, distance is an addictive thing. And as you get older, if you can hit it farther, that's good. But you would think that by now Phil realizes that 
uh, if he could drive it a little straighter, he might be okay. But that's never been his M.O., so uh, he's probably not going to change at this point. But uh, I do think Tiger's starting to drive it better. I don't believe there's a better iron player in the world than Tiger Woods. And the greens at Pebble Beach are uh, proportionally much smaller than what the tour is used to playing. So I really think <clears throat> this sets up for a Tiger Woods uh, having a chance to win on the back nine on Sunday. I'd be very surprised if he wasn't in the mix. And here's what Tiger actually said. This was following his final round at Memorial and him building momentum toward this next week at Pebble. Obviously, it could have been a little better for sure. Um, you know, going into today, I was never going to win the tournament, but I was hoping I could get something positive going into the Open. I was able to accomplish that, which is great, and um, get some nice positive momentum going into uh, a nice practice week. Well, I feel a lot better. You know, that uh, that's kind of always going to be the, the the trick going forward. You know, at, uh, I'll never be able to play as much as I used to, and. Uh, just trying to balance that and being prepared and sharp. Those are, and with a condensed season for the first time. You know, this is our, our first go around at a new condensed season. So, uh, trying to figure out the playing schedule, um, trying to get a good balance of, of that and being prepared and also taking care of the body is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's new. You know, this year is, is, is new to all of us and we're all trying to figure it out. We've discussed. You know, Tiger balancing the schedule a lot. You heard him just in his own words there, Charlie and Bill, discussing it. But uh, we all figured after his performance, I think, and we can all agree at, at the PGA Championship that he was going to play the Memorial and try to get a tune-up, if you will, before, before Pebble. And it appears, now we'll find out for sure next week, but it appears uh, this, this certainly had to give him a little more confidence and, and feel a little bit better about his game after the way he looked, Bill. Yeah, I, I tell you, I, I just like what I see. I don't think he, to be honest with you, I don't think he played terrible at best page either. He never made a putt. <clears throat> Charlie knows how hard that course is, and shooting 72, 73 or whatever he shot is not terrible golf, by the way. Uh, he just looked a little bit tired, I thought, maybe uh, an emotional hangover from Augusta. But, uh, you know, he mentioned in that uh, sound bite. You know, he can't play as much as he used to. I actually think that's going to help him moving forward because I think now he will really, really focus just on the majors. And I think that he did use Memorial to try to hit some shots perhaps that uh, he may have to use at Pebble. Uh, you know, that last round he got it going pretty good there at Memorial. I had a couple of hiccups coming in, but uh, I, I once again, I, I think he's the favorite to win the tournament personally. And it goes back a lot to, I think, his knowledge of the course. You know, I don't think Kepka's played there that much. Uh, DJ played well there in the open. Uh, but I think the course has a lot of, lot of local knowledge, and the greens are hard to read, and uh, Tigers won there. So I, I, I really think everything is in his favor uh, at Pebble Beach, maybe as much as it would be at the Masters. I really think. Augusta and Pebble Beach are two venues that really, really uh, give him an advantage. Hey, I, I got a guy named Brooks on the phone here, and, and they say, <laughs> now, wait a minute, you guys, you're giving me no respect at all. This is ridiculous. I've won back-to-back U.S. <laughs> Opens. I've won back-to-back PGAs. You're talking about an old, broken-down guy that's 43 years old, and you, you're not putting me out there as a as – a, 
as a you know favorite. I mean, come on, guys, give me some respect. <laughs> what do you think, Bill? I I agree <laughs> with him, by the way, and I I wouldn't surprise me if he won, and I would I would put him as the second choice. So I. I, I think Brooks Kepka has turned into the modern-day primetime player. You know, when you think of uh, what you won, four majors now? Yep. Yep. Yes, four, four of the last, last eight. eight. And, and Dustin Johnson's won one. Hmm. Think about that. As good as Dustin Johnson is, Fred Couples only won one. Uh, this guy's already won four. Davis Love only won one. Sergio Garcia won and so to think that he's already won four and is in the middle of, right in the middle of his career. Uh, so I, I think realistically, uh, you know, 10 could be possible with this guy. Uh, but time will tell. There's so many things that can go on, you know, injuries, uh, bad putting, all kinds of things can happen in golf. But he certainly has become the primetime player here. And, and you can't deny when two straight opens and two straight PGAs is an incredible accomplishment. Yes, and the new kid on the block, and I, w- I was present at Colonial when he won the Fred Haskin Award uh, for the best collegiate player, and then he's had some problems. But what he did on Sunday at Jack's course it was incredible. Pat, Patrick Cantley has got to be one of the favorites going into this uh, Open in California. He's a California kid. He's he's you know what a talent. I mean this this kid is a, uh, a quiet assassin. Has hasn't he impressed you, Bill? Yeah. Well, you know he was a wonderful amateur player, and then he hurt his back, and he had a tragedy where a friend of his got killed. But the back kept him out almost for a couple of years, I think. But he was an incredible player for a long time. I think he shot 60 or 61 at the Hartford Open one year as an amateur. And and so, uh, you know, 19 under on that golf course is really something. And he does have a way about him that he, uh, I don't know, he's got a, a little SOB in him, I guess. I was, <laughs> I was going to say yeah. another word. It wasn't, wasn't for primetime radio. Yeah. We would have had, yeah. You don't. You want to get on the Hank Haney route. We wouldn't have had to have a suspension. He has an edge to him that I think is good, and he could be somebody. I would. I would imagine being a California uh, young man. He's probably played pebble quite a bit, a bit in California amateurs. So he too might have uh, an advantage on that golf course. So uh, he's won a couple times already now, and uh, he looks terrific. We'll talk plenty more uh, about some of those odds that you guys were referencing. Wondering, you're talking about your favorites. We'll look at what Vegas is saying. We'll also do our draft as we've been drafting for these majors. We'll each pick uh, a group of four golfers and uh, see how we all fare for this uh, for this tournament. Um, but the comments last week from Hank Haney, he kind of doubled down a little bit after the LPGA, the U.S. Women. Uh, U.S. Open, I should say, uh, wrapped up. And just wanted to get your guys' reaction to, first of all, yes, a, a Korean female golfer, uh, South Korean female golfer, uh, did win the U.S. Women's Open. And he said he tweeted out, quote, my prediction that a Korean woman would be atop the leaderboard at the Women's U.S. Open was based on statistics and facts. Korean women are absolutely dominating the LPGA Tour. If you ask me again, my answer would be the same, but worded more carefully. Oh, you think... 
Come on, Hank. Get, give it up. You've, you know, you made one mistake, don't make two. And, and you're, you're paying dearly for it. You're great on the radio, but you just overstep your boundaries and you should apologize. And I'm not sure if they're going to put him back on the, on the air again. I mean, the, the public uh, has certain things, and especially women. I mean, we're trying to grow the game. And and he said he doesn't know he's he's a golfer for forty years and doesn't know the ladies on the LPGA. Come on! Yeah, and then he also went after Tiger after after Tiger, of course, had, took a little shot back last week. He tweeted out and he says, "Amazing how Tiger Woods now has become the moral authority on issues pertaining to women." I spent six great years coaching Tiger, and not one time did he ever hear me utter uh, one sexist or racist word. And so uh, now, in addition to being a 15-time major champion, I guess he thinks he's also a mind reader. So uh, we'll see how long this well, continues. I, I, um, uh, I was a little surprised <clears throat> at Tiger's answer. We'll get to this after the break. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. We'll get Bill's thoughts on the latest there with Hank Haney. Plus, we will do the draft, look at some of the more intriguing pairings and the tee times will let you know what those are for the u.s open as we continue this morning on the charlie epps golf hour You're listening to the Charlie Epps Golf Hour on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Powered by Insperity. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with Bill Harmon and the golf doctor himself, Charlie Epps. Here's Alex Gold. Before the break, we were talking about Hank Haney. And again, you know, this all stems from his insensitive remarks about LPGA golfers. And then you had Tiger Woods saying that Haney deserved the suspension he received after those remarks he made on his radio show. And then the update, as we mentioned, has just been Hank Haney uh, tweeting out a, a shot back toward Tiger Woods and, and also kind of doubling down on his prediction that a Korean woman would win the U.S. Women's Open, which in fact did happen. And uh, Bill, I wanted you to, to have a chance there. I know we, we ran out of time. Just your, your thoughts on, on this uh, and, and how it's continued now in week number two. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised with both of them. I was surprised with Tiger's answer, not that there is it's not a truthful answer, but what it does is it, it extends the shelf life of the story for him. And I would imagine he'll get asked questions about it at the Open, and then he'll probably say, I'm not going to you know, address mm-hmm. it anymore. Right. Which he, uh, usually he wouldn't have addressed something like that. So I was a little surprised that he even opened up that can of worms a uh, little surprised that uh, Hank uh, wanted to keep the shelf life going of the, the story about the, the Koreans and Lee and stuff like that. And I think the shot that he took at Tiger, uh, to me, shows that there's still a lot of bad blood between the two of them. And so when Tiger responded the way he did, I guess Hank had a, a right to try to defend himself in that regard. But I think what it did is it showed that there was uh, a lot of unresolved issues between Tiger and Hank. Kind of opened up some wounds there, and uh, and Hank responded accordingly. So, uh, but I, I was a little bit surprised that Tiger just didn't deflect that comment to say no comment when he was asked the question. And now it has a 
Now it's going to have a shelf life until one of them puts it to rest, and I'm assuming uh, the one who's going to put it to rest is going to be a guy named Tiger Woods. Right. Yeah, but Tiger wanted to take a shot at him because of how they parted ways and then the book that came out without his permission. And you know how, how Tiger's guarded, uh, Bill. You've lived that with your brother. So uh, Tiger Tiger nipped him pretty good. So so be it. Let, let's go. Let's go to our draft. Let's get right into it. We can okay, do that if, if you want to do that. So for these majors, we've been having some fun each coming up with a, a pairing there, and specifically four golfers, I guess. And we throw have out. You won all, have you won the first two, Alex? I have, yeah, somehow. I don't know how that's possible. That says but. a lot about our expertise, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, what, you know what the thing is? I don't know. Maybe the strategy's worked out. I've let both of you guys go usually first and get first pick. And some of maybe the, the the first picks haven't fared as well. So I don't know if you you can tell me if you let's want you draft, want to go first. Let's draft. <laughs> you're you're the champion. You uh, you pick first. Oh really? You're going to yes. let me pick first? Yes. I mean, I have to. Yeah. Go, I have to go Kepka. I mean, I I've got to go Kepka. Absolutely. All right, okay. Billy. Tiger. Yeah. Dustin Johnson. DJ. All right, Charlie, you get back-to-back because that's how we swing it through. Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, you're, that's an interesting one. Oh. That's a, for a second pick. You could have waited to the last pick. That guy would have been there, I think. All right, Bill? Alexander Shoffley. Yeah. He always likes that one. Yeah, we'll take a look at, at his I pairing do. that he's in. Um, man, I want to go Rory, but I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to go Jordan Spieth, and I guess I get two in a row, so I can go Spieth. Roy really screwed me at the PGA. Um, man. Give me Phil. Phil. Wow. Man. Phil. Bill's up. That's it. So is it it's Bill? Yeah. It's, it's Bill's first third Bill. golfer right here. I'm next? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go a little outside the box here and go Henrik Stenson. Ooh. Hmm. Well, Stenson, let's see. I was trying to look. Let's see. Yeah, but I think those greens are going to drive him nuts. Hmm. Yeah, but um, they might drive everybody nuts. Sometimes bad greens help bad putters. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Charlie, your final two picks. Final two picks. Yeah, you get back-to-back. Do you think Justin Rose can win? Well, Rose, I can tell you right he now, can, he, twenty to one odds to win it in Vegas. He can win, you know, two two uh, U.S. Opens. There's about ten guys, and then I just talked to Ankel, uh, Bill. Is that and, your pick or what? What do we have? Counter group on that? But he's he's on his way to Pebble Beach. They've invited all the past U.S. Open winners that oh, are nice, and and they're going to have a dinner and they're going to play golf. Uh, I was able to attend that. Is uh, hell your pick or what? Uh, <laughs> I was able to attend that dinner back at Marion, and uh, the the one question they asked Ankel, they said he's stalling. Ankel, when 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 did you f- really find out that you won the U.S. Open? He said, "Well, the next morning when I, wa- I w- woke up and the trophy was in bed with me." So <laughs> that was that was good. Uh, Long hitter, short hitter, Ricky Fowler. Okay, someone was going to take it. I would say that would be my final pick if you so weren't going to go Did you actually there. take Justin Rose, Charlie? Or yeah, not? I did. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I didn't know. We got off track there. <laughs> All right, Bill's final pick. I'm going to go really outside the box and say Webb Simpson. Wow, so Stinson and Webb Simpson. 
Yep. On... Simpson and Simpson. Okay. And then uh, my final pick, let me make sure we don't double up. Wow. Just because he's there. I mean, I think it's silly if none of us take him, so I'm going to go Rory. I think I can't leave him on the board. Um, so, all right. Our four our foursomes here. I got Kepka, Speed, Phil, and Rory. Bill's going with Tiger, Shoffley, Stinson, and Simpson. Charlie's going DJ, Cantley, Rose, and Fowler. If you were wondering, uh, a couple of these guys aren't even on the top 30 of the odds to win it. So we do have some, some long shots out there, but that makes it fun. Remember, it's just the, uh, the best scores. You don't have to pick the winner. Uh, as we've, we found out, I thought Bill was going to run away with it the way the PGA was starting with Kepka's score, and then, uh, but the rest of the guys weren't, weren't too hot. So um, let's see. Webb Simpson, 60-1. to 1. Your guy, Webb Simpson, 60-1 to 1 to win it. Uh, Phil's thirty to one to win it. Shoffley's twenty-five to one. Justin Thomas twenty-five to one. Fowler's twenty to one. Rose twenty to one. Spieth and Cantley are both along with Rory sixteen to one. Uncle was eighty to one. Was he eighty at the time? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if there's a the eighty to one this year is uh, Snedeker, Sergio, and Patrick Reed are your eighty to one odds this year at the Patrick. U.S. Open. Okay, well, we'll keep an eye on these. This will be fun. We'll check in, of course, next Saturday uh, on that. As far as uh, some of these pairings in, in tee times, is there, is there a couple besides you know, the obvious? Everybody wants to see Tiger, who is, is paired with Jordan Spieth, if I'm not mistaken, and it'll be on Thursday in, in primetime. I like the way it's kind of worked out there. What, 2.09 in the afternoon, uh, West Coast time, Pacific time. And so in the East Coast, that'll be uh, right in primetime with Tiger, Rose and uh, Spieth. How about that? Great pairing. Great pairing. And uh, Pebble's a good golf course to to spectate. It's uh, uh, there's a lot of good vantage points, uh, don't you think, Bill? And and uh, spectators have a good time. Uh, I was there, you know, 2010 when Graham won, which was kind of a surprise. Uh, and he caught lightning by a fire. You know, it's, now he's trying to. See if he can get into the British Open, where he's a member up over there at uh, at uh, Royal Port Rush. So it'll be it'll be fun. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think we all are. We're golf fans. The, the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach is uh, about as good as it gets. So uh, no, I think it's it's fantastic. Really good, really good stuff. Johnson. So, you know, I'm looking at some of the pairings yeah. here, and you know, I see DeChambeau and Kisner and Fowler's a good one. Uh, uh, they uh, they always try to do some interesting pairings, I think, for the for the U.S. Open. Uh, so I always like to look at pairings myself, try to figure out what they were thinking, you know, and and obviously the the prime time pairings are. Uh, pretty easy to figure out why they would have those. And then they usually get them on an afternoon in, in early groups, so the TV will always have have that kind of stuff. But, uh, no, I'm I'm interested in the primetime ones, that's for sure. Yeah, in, how about Molinari, Kepka, uh, and, and Hovland? But uh, you've got Molinari and Kepka for the second major in a row in the, in, in the group together there to, to start the tournament. Well, I, this Hovland should be interesting. You know, he's a wonderful college player, and I assume he's turned pro now. Don't know that, but I'm assuming that he has. And uh, terrific career from Norway. That's the Oklahoma State kid, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, looks like a wonderful player. I really enjoyed watching him in the NCAA's. Had a nice way about him. Uh, 
nice manner about him and stuff. So wasn't he the low amateur at the Masters? Yes, he was. He, he certainly was. So I think he'll be interesting to watch. A lot of the young college players now that turn pro, uh, they seem to be pretty seasoned by the time they get on tour, don't they, Charlie? Oh wow! You you better believe it. I mean the 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 quality of play coming out of the NCAA. Uh, is really incredible. I mean, we just got through watching the NCAA and and saw Stanford beat Texas in the match play, but Oklahoma State ran away with the medal play of it. So, yes, and the coaches are are you know really really great coaches, and they 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 take care of their players, and and it's fun to watch. So, are you a little surprised, Charlie, about how involved? college coaches are with their players on the course. I don't know why that surprised me. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Uh, I hadn't been to a college tournament, but and so I've only seen it during the NCAA championship, but or they're like the caddy for him, basically. Yeah, no, they they, they do mm-hmm. a, they do a good job and they, and now they have their 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 assistant coaches more involved. I guess they, they That's can, what I mean. Almost every player has yeah, a coach. Yeah. On, Wonders to slow down play, I'll tell you. It's been great to watch, it's been great to watch a twosome take about five hours to play. I they, were, they, the they were even thinking at one time, Bill, about four years ago, uh, the, the famous coach at Oklahoma State, who's now the the athletic director, he wanted the tournaments to be where he could go out with his five players together and coach them like a basketball team. Not pair them with other. If I were if I were running the tournament, I wouldn't let the coaches get involved. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah, that's but... why I said I'm a little surprised by it. And obviously, it's standard standard procedure. And it's uh, it's me who probably has the issue. But I'd I'd like to see them not get involved. I mean, they're it's just unbelievable how much time they take now. Yes, but that's yeah. the way that's the way the modern day is going. Charlie Epscoffauer. Contract everything out to somebody else. <laughs> Charlie Epscoffauer here on SB Nation Radio. We come back, we'll wrap things up for this Saturday edition of the show and give our parting shots heading into the rest of the weekend. You're listening to the Charlie Epps Golf Hour on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Powered by Insperity. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with Bill Harmon and the golf doctor himself, Charlie Epps. Here's Alex Gold. Just a few minutes left in the show. I wanted to ask each of you, around the U.S. Open next Saturday, what's the storyline you think you're going to predict here that we'll be talking about come next Saturday? Charlie, I want to start with you. Whether it's somebody in the lead and we're wondering if they're going to be able to do this or whatever, what do you think the main storyline will be come Saturday? How the golf course was set up by the USGA. They're, they are on the hot spot. They've, they've messed a few up, and uh, they, they've got to get the players' confidence back. Let's let the players play. Don't mess up the golf course. Bill? I, I got to go with Charlie on that. Uh, the USGA, for some reason, seems to end up being the story too much in their event, and uh, I was absolutely shocked that they became the story again at at uh, Shinnecock last year like they had the last time they'd been at Shinnecock. So when you keep making the same mistakes, it kind of makes you wonder about them. So they've got a, uh, one of the all-time great golf courses. 
if they if they mess this one up, uh, <laughs> boy, that's going to give them another black eye. And, and I, I think people cast a wary eye towards them anyway, but um, I'd be very surprised if they mess this one up. So we may be talking about that course just a little bit next Saturday. I'm, I'm hoping and, and potentially we're talking about whether or not uh, Brooks Kepka can, can get number five of nine, which would just be nuts to be talking about next Saturday. If he's in the lead or in, in striking distance heading into the, the final two rounds of the U.S. Open and he's in, on track maybe for yeah. five of nine, that's just incredible. And then Phil's chance to win the Grand Slam. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a feel-good that's story. A time thing. You know, that's big-time that's, that's Do you agree one. that that this is his last best chance well, because know, of his success I, at the course nobody's ever won the u.s open over the age of 48 yeah. you know and he's right there so i mean all those things start well, and he, he could have won a wing foot and that's next year okay and so that's, that's going to really be a hard test uh i'm very interested to see what they shoot because if the conditions aren't really hard i think they're going to shoot the grass this is pebble beach is not a hard golf course by nature yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would you? What short... would your? Uh, what would be your your guess? We won't hold you to it. We won't give you too much uh, trouble next week. What, well, they're playing at uh, probably a par seventy, Charlie. With Seventy-one. Number yeah, with number two. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with ten under. Okay, that's that's pretty pretty good number right there. Uh, if the weather you know goes sour on them, but uh, yeah, ten under is a good you know good score. All right. Well, we can't wait for that. We'll be talking plenty of U.S. Open on Saturday's show. Lastly, 60 seconds or so. Charlie, any plans the rest of the weekend? Are you going to stay inside? Because it's going to be a 108-degree heat index. In yes, I, I am staying inside. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch a little golf, do a little little of my work inside, and um, report to you next week. I'm going to guess the heat index not quite as bad uh, out there, Bill. <laughs> It's pretty hot. Yeah. It's starting to heat up a little bit, but not too bad. He'll be at the, at the track. Ah, hey, that's a great, great idea. I, that, that I will sounds, be. That sounds like a great weekend. All right, Bill, Bye. we'll talk to you later. Bye, Bill. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks again Thanks, to Andrew, producing the show across the glass as always. And, yes, we will talk to you next Saturday morning. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.